I mean, these are the things that I think about. Black is beautiful. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. What's good? With your girl, Rocky. And your boy, O. Hey, how y'all doing? The last Sunday of Black History Month, beautiful February. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about us. Because we be going through some things as a people. A lot of things. Yeah. And one of those things is the self-hate that we don't even know we have. Deep-rooted, baby. Like, that shit runs deep. Now, when I tell you that those psychological chains of slavery are still in effect, they are still in effect. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about a little history of self-hate. So... Obviously, as black Americans, we're descendants of the slaves, of the enslaved Africans um, here in America. So, you everybody knows about the house nigga and the field nigga, right? So, the field nigga was away from the master more. They were with their own people. That's where, you know, had the Negro spirituals mm-hmm. and whatnot. But you also had the overseer right there. Now, the overseer could have been a white man, could have been a black man. And that, in and of itself, causes some issues. If it was a black man, yeah. But but the concept, the the difference between the field nigga and the house nigga, I believe, are like, the house nigga was often lighter. Mm -hmm. Usually. And the field nigga was often darker. Now, mind you, if you in the field, you in the sun, you getting dark. Right. Like, that's the sun. (laughs) But also, um, the people in the house might have been like descendants of or children of the master. So they were light because that master master raped the black woman slave. Okay. Which tends to happen a lot. Right. Although they were considered beast and inhuman. So what does that make a person who has intercourse with a beast or someone who's inhuman? They knew what the fuck they that's a good point. Don't know what to say about them. But anyways. So, so yeah. House nigga, lighter. Field nigga, darker. Mm-hmm. But another thing, um, some people don't, you know, they come from the field nigga perspective of like, oh, they're going to run away. They have more opportunities to run away. But the house nigga, or the house slave, let me stop saying nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but the house slave, okay, house slave versus field slave. But house slave. Um, because they were like up under the master, you know, they couldn't run away like that because it was very obvious if there was any tension with them, like they were right up under them all the time, especially like the people who attended like their bedrooms and stuff like that. Like they was sometimes would sleep in the house. So it's like, you don't even get to be with your people. Right. That's the other thing. There's the preferential treatment that Mm -hmm. house, Mm -hmm. um, slaves, Mm -hmm. (laughs) house slaves, Mm -hmm. uh, got it's kind of like it's, it's the game y'all it's the mm-hmm. game it's the i'm gonna give you more so mm-hmm. that you feel like you're above mm-hmm. those on the field mm-hmm. and therefore if you had that preferential treatment and you're getting those perks those it's like well quote unquote I, perks i must be better right i'm i'm in the house oh i don't want to mess this up oh master you sure is good to me mm-hmm. like you were still being treated as inhuman and as a piece of property, yeah. but you were given certain little. They sometimes here got and better there. food. You would get better mm-hmm. food. You might be able to sleep not with the master, like even if you're in the house, you would be in like a uh, like a maybe a basement or something like that. But you like but, but, have but, your own. But think spot. about it. Like even um, they would give children as gifts to like mm-hmm. the master's children. So sometimes those little kids would be in the same bedroom as like the teenager type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so you might have had a warmer place to sleep at night yep. than the like cabins outside. And if you came from or have seen and witnessed, obviously, the treatment of the other slaves, your mindset might be of, look, this shit, this system is so big that shit ain't going to change. So I'm not going to fight to change it. I might as well get what I can get now mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. I'm alive. And that's the and mindset I think, of a lot of people still today. I think that's where individualism was first planted. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like... Well, 
looking out for me. You know. In the house, chilling. Mm-hmm. You know, while y'all out there mm-hmm. working. But I did, um, when I went to the Whitney Plantation in Louisiana, um, they were talking about, like, house slaves and their little ways of resistance. Mm. So, like, broken glass and their dinner and yeah. stuff like that. So they It wasn't was, all everybody. You know, like they were still <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm going to still do some shit. Or, like, helping out the field slaves whenever they could, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes the role that we play, and that's the other thing, is sometimes the people who were house slaves were uh, a lot more strategic in the way that they were going about trying to help or empower those who were in the field or, mm-hmm. or those who were not even like within the same plantation. Mm-hmm. You know, because there were some house slaves who did great work in terms of collecting groups of plantation uh, workers. And, and I, w- I was slaves. thinking, I was like, as a house slave, you would have access to pen and paper, mm-hmm, whereas field mm-hmm. slaves, they were not. So the ones who were learning how to read, even though they forbade it, Think about why they forbade us to read. <laughs> what could reading a book do? Except for that one book. What was that book called? The Bible. Oh, yeah. So reading other books, what, <laughs> what could that do? That could make us think, huh, I don't like this shit. I don't want to be a slave. I'm meant to be free. Mm-hmm. Now I can, I have the vocabulary to argue my point. <laughs> you know, we were a threat if we were smart. We were a threat if we knew where we came from once you moved down the line. Think about it. But, um. Too true, too true. So, it all started with slavery in this country. Especially, and everybody wants to fucking argue, oh, the Africans had slaves, everybody had slaves. No, it's some different shit. This is like a genocide, holocaust. So what happened with American slavery is it was known as chattel slavery, meaning that you were property, meaning that your skin meant that you were inferior. So even out of slavery, we were still considered inferior. Another thing is that our children are born into slavery. Like in other systems of slavery throughout Mm -hmm. the world, like the slaves could get married, the slaves could own property, the slaves could have children, and their children were free. Like it wasn't, American slavery was different, Mm y'all. It was, it was like the idea was to dehumanize a a skin color. Mm And that was the basis of their whole economic drive. Because if you could do that, you could set up a system of classes as well. Because the whole term redneck comes from those white people who were mm. in, the, in the fucking uh, farms. On, on yeah. the farms, on the field, who used to get their shit like they can't handle the sun. So every time they would come back from work, they take off the shirt of their back and you would see the red of their neck from mm-hmm, the sun. Mm-hmm. That's where that term comes from, redneck. And it's looked down upon mm-hmm. because uh, you're someone who's out on the field and says someone who's in the house doing more of the managerial work mm-hmm. and being the boss instead of being the, you know, the worker. Yeah. Um, so you set up a whole system around that and then you got poor white people thinking, oh, I'm the shit because I'm making... I'm abusing these people with brown skin. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're not winning at all. Mm-hmm. So a whole system has been built upon this shit, and it still exists largely today. Mm-hmm. But that's the game. I mean, in terms of psychology, shish. Yeah. That's it's crazy. That's, man, they did a number. They did a number. They did a number on everybody. So you know? I think, so with the start of slavery, it was three lessons that I think were ingrained in us. Mm. And that was, Individualism, look out for myself. Right. Divide and conquer, the house slave versus the field slave. They were good, that one. And then the last one, I think, is the whiter, the better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, white people had a lot more shit than we did. Mm -hmm. They could read and have access to education. Mm -hmm. They had all the money, (laughs) so it seemed. They had better clothes, better housing. So naturally, you would think, hmm, the whiter you are, the better you are. Right. And but, that's what they do. They, they set up a system, mm-hmm. and then they put stuff to reinforce that system. Mm-hmm. So now as you're thinking everything, your reality is, is just that. 
it wasn't something that was put upon you, mm-hmm. but it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm I'm poor because I'm black. Like, no, you're poor because of systemic racism that's been going on in this country for decades right. and decades and decades and decades and decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then as the result of that, you happen to be poor. Mm-hmm. It's like they've made it into this equals that when really it's not the case. Like being, we've talked about this before, like talking white. <laughs> you know, all that, like the standard of being intelligent. That shit is like, nah, that's not where the fuck intelligence comes from. You speaking proper See, doesn't mean that you're That kills white. me when black people make fun of people for being smart. Like, nigga, you really do not know your history. Mm-hmm. We were the ones with the universities. They were coming to us to learn how to fucking bathe. <laughs> <laughs> and lotion. You know? <laughs> Ain't no nothing about lotion. Ain't no nothing about lotion. <laughs> but, uh, like, yo, we really need to know our history. Because if we don't know where we've been, like, it's hard to make something of yourself. Because, again, these systems are in place to make us feel like we are less than. Right. It's, it's, it's made you feel, it's made to make you out to feel like as if you're just already, whatever position you're in is because of your skin color. Mm-hmm. Like, no other reason, mm-hmm. you know. No other reason at all. And that's just wrong. It's just wrong. But I understand why I was made. I understand the system mm-hmm. because I know my history, though. Exactly. I, I, exactly. I am. I've been lucky enough to have gotten an education and be able to read up on this. But we do have the internet now, mm-hmm. so now mm-hmm. I don't think it's really any excuse. Right. Like you can learn. You can learn. Information is literally at your fingertips. Come on now. Um, so before we go into the beauty aspects of the self-hate within black Americans and not even just black Americans, y'all in the diaspora, anti-blackness is huge. Like it's, it's, it's for real, but I want to talk about different areas that they have brainwashed us in and see, this is why I got fascinated with psychology because I was like, how the fuck did they brainwash us? Like that is crazy. Like we were really, really brainwashed and some different um, things outside of beauty that I realized has a negative connotation with black mm-hmm. would be um, they called Africa the dark forest. Hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a writer, y'all. So like um, knowing the term, ter- you know, what writers use to describe things. So they called Africa the dark forest. Mind you, only certain parts of jungle. And that's like central. Right. Like Northern Africa is either deserts. a lot of deserts and a lot of grasslands. Mm-hmm. And as of now, there are a lot of cities in there. So, but it was the dark forest. So it's associating um, dark with negativity because, you know, the Africans were savages. And just because we live differently than you did not mean we were, that you were better. Okay. At all. Clearly not. Like, look at the values. Exactly. Totally different. Jesus. Who's the one who dehumanized the whole Who's race? the one that fucking <laughs> killed the world and conquered it? Like, I mean... Come on, now. We was just chilling. Just pillaging and raping. That exactly. was like the, the policy of Europeans for Manifest millennium. fucking destiny. <laughs> it's like, since for the beginning of time, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, what are we going to do? Pillage or rape? All right, cool, let's go. Everybody got their martial arts. That's all you do. And, you know, for me, if you're looking for moral compass, how the hell are you going to start off by fucking over everybody that you meet and saying that they're savages and then killing and raping their people and taking their resources? Mm -hmm. Who's the real savage here? You know, just because the winners tell the the story of the history books, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. and they're the so quote unquote winners because they're the ones stealing all the resources. And they've been able to rewrite a lot of history books to make it seem like everyone that they conquered mm-hmm. and were savage too were actually the savages. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, the one of the best examples. I know this is a little off from you know talking about Africa, but bringing it back to America is just the natives here. Mm-hmm. Like they were so peaceful, were engulfed in nature, and their mm-hmm. spirituality was very much about nature and being involved in in. Um, that give and take, kind of mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. If it's you're a gonna, balance. yeah, the balance of nature and and realizing that that's crucial to your living in an environment. 
around all of this, all of these other creatures. And mm-hmm. that was, there was a respect for that. Mm-hmm. Even if there was and some... And a gratitude. Right, right. Even if there was some beef between tribes and all but that. See, there was a universal see, respect see, for See, there. Right, right there. Because mm-hmm. I grew up with that. You know, Pocahontas, all of that. But the Africans were like that too. Right. And we don't even know that. We don't know that shit. Completely, completely uh, separated from our roots. Um, and I did a post about that the other day. And I, I think you shared... Uh, you shared this post with me talking about how a lot of millennials now are, are shifting away from the church oh, and going yeah, towards yeah. more mm-hmm. African spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I already know. Before I even posted it, I had to put up, before you say some stupid shit, <laughs> <laughs> ask yourself a couple questions. Like, why do you feel like you're so, why were you told these lies about African spirituality? Mm-hmm. And why do you think this that, super, uh, that it's demonic right, and, it's demonic, you know, it's, it's, some witchcraft, voodoo, yeah. evil, evil, all these like negative connotations tied to So we never we never even looked into it because right. we were fed all this negative stuff. Exactly. And you it's was, like, ooh, I don't want to be like that. Right, you respect I want to be the good Christian. There the white go. people said there Jesus is the way to go, so I'm going to believe, believe that. Right. When you don't even question it, you don't even look into it. It's like, did they lie to me? If they lied about everything else and stole everything else, why would, about they, why would they give you any good shit? But then they stole fucking Christianity. <laughs> and twisted it, though. Yeah. That's the thing. So apparently we were meant to be slaves. Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> King James Bible. Was King James in but, Africa, y'all? And this is the problem, because people don't know their history now. The same shit's happening here. Mm-hmm. This, we still got uh, pastors now talking that bullshit like, Oh, God wants you to be rich now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of helping out the poor. Mm-hmm. And we, we're we in Oakland right now. And there's tent cities all in this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And yet, they're building up new apartment buildings right right. Because gentrification is real. Like, everywhere is popping up new apartment mm-hmm. buildings that are going to be at least $1,500 a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, bare minimum. So, it's like, who's going to be able to afford that? Somebody who can't afford anything right now? No, mm-hmm. of course not. Um, but... All these Christians are all around. It's everybody's like, you know, everybody's being Christian. We're supposed to be Christian values, all this other bullshit. And then all those values are tied to you and yours, making sure you and your your crew are good, mm-hmm. you and your family, and you're not caring about anybody else in your community. Again, the individualism. There we go. So it's to, all tied back. So to bring it back, um, so we're talking about the other connotations that black has and the negative connotations that was fed to us. Mm-hmm. Another big one is a black cat. And I didn't, oh, and yeah. I didn't realize it until Halle Berry um, did Catwoman, and she was talking about it, and she was like, "I don't believe that whole black cat superstition because why is a black cat bad? Why is it bad luck? I think a black cat is beautiful." And right. that was for I the first time like I was like, "Yo, even that." Right. <laughs> it, it's so deep rooted, guys. It's <laughs> the shit goes deep. It goes through all cultural, like even sayings and superstitions, mm-hmm. were a lot based off of the hatred of people from darker countries. Mm-hmm. And, and once that seeps in, it's really hard to get out because now we still have uh, countries in Africa where you you will see commercials about skin bleaching. As okay, if that's hold just on, like hold the on. We're we gonna move into that a little bit <laughs> later. We're still on the outside of beauty. The self-hate that we have because of the negative connotations with black. So another point to bring up is that at funerals, mm-hmm. at our funerals, y'all, we wear black to represent mourning and death. Why? Mm. Other cultures wear white. Some cultures wear red. Mm. Why do we wear black in mourning and death? Why do we wear white at weddings? That's supposed to represent purity. purity. Yeah, all that. Think about these things. Think about the things that have been fed to you and you just see it as tradition, but have you ever questioned it? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Once the system's in place, shit works automatically. You don't even think about it. It's ingrained in you. Mm-hmm. So this is a piece um, of a poem that I wrote when I was in high school called What is Beauty? And uh, I will be releasing a book called The Roots Beneath My Tree. Hey. When it's coming out, can't really tell you. I'm going to try to work on it this year, though. Promise you that. But this is just one piece of the poem. It's not the whole poem. The color black 
And again, this isn't in the poem. Again, this is what they told us. The color, black. It's ugly. It's evil. It's sin. It's unlucky. It's death. It's failure. It's dark. It's different. It's unknown. But why can't it be beautiful? So, from that, let's talk about black beauty. Black beauty. And the self-hate we have within. Yes. <sighs> okay. So, man, where to start with this? Where should we start? I guess, let's just start with, like, what I was saying before, with the whole skin color mm-hmm. and, and wanting to be lighter. Because, again, the whiter, the better. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like... To this day, like right now, mm-hmm. if you go go into certain African countries, there are people who make money. These companies are making money off of skin bleaching, skin chemicals. Also in all um, the Caribbean as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That seems to be. It's it's still a prominent thing, and, mm-hmm. and we're trying to get out of it, and we are making progress. And I hope to God, Black Panther does what it does to really just get all that shit out of people's mm-hmm. minds and have mm-hmm. them be proud of them. They're just natural beauty because God, they are God, mm-hmm. especially people straight from Africa, like born there right now. Like those beautiful boys and girls need to learn that their skin is beautiful the way it is. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't need to do anything to change it at all, at all, you know, and see, I'm, I'm light skin and I didn't realize it until I got around other black people mm-hmm. and they were making fun of darker skinned people. And I was like, what is this shit? Mm. When, when, like around what time did that happen for you? I was in high school. I didn't like, um, mm. I didn't really see anything when I was cause, um, from like, you know, birth to fifth grade, I grew up in a very diverse area. So we had, you know, many different ethnicities, but when I moved to the white area, I didn't get around like black people until high school because I started driving. So I just started driving to the next town over. And then I got with them. And not only did I start saying nigga a little bit more, especially <laughs> especially at Hampton, but, um, but I also saw the colorism. And it was like people the same shade were making fun of people for being darker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this? No, well, I experienced that way early. <laughs> like elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's always been a, uh, there was a couple of women in, uh, well, girls in my elementary school class, and I remember the first time I made fun of somebody, mm-hmm. uh, this dark-skinned girl, I'm not going to put her name out there, because she might actually, uh, you know, listen at some point, <laughs> but um, she used to have, like, you know, a broad nose, you know, Michael Jackson nostrils, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... Uh, really, <laughs> before surgery. Yeah, before before surgery. Mm. <laughs> uh, and really um, dark skin. Like she was mm-hmm. a really dark dark skinned woman, um, mm-hmm. dark skinned girl. And I made fun of her for her nose. I was like, "Oh, you got a big nose." Blah, 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 blah. And then my teacher pulled me to the side. And I was like, "What do you think your nose looks like?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Damn, my nose ain't small." <laughs> Props to the teacher. <laughs> And it just made me think, like, where the fuck did I even get that from? Mm-hmm. And it was just me being a kid trying to fit in, make jokes, you know, mm-hmm. clown around and all that shit. It's just a normal social interaction that kids have to try to adjust and, you know, fit in with a crowd. But the fact that we were attacking each other's features, mm-hmm. black features, mm-hmm. that were universal to us. Mm-hmm. So within my attacking her, I was attacking my own self. Mm-hmm. And again, I was calling parts of myself ugly. I even realized. Again, self-hate. You know? It runs deep. And if you hate yourself, of course you're going to hate the people who look like exactly. you. So I saw hatred or or something. I, I wouldn't even want to say hatred at that point. But I saw something ugly in someone else mm-hmm. who looked like me. Mm-hmm. Instead of seeing something beautiful in someone else mm-hmm. who looked like me. And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. That's the shift in the conversation. From the framing of it. It's always from that frame of point of attacking what's you rather than embracing what's you. And that's the shift that I want us to make because that's how we can embrace our beauty. 
Instead of saying, oh, she's dark-skinned. She's pretty for dark-skinned. You see how the framing is like, oh, if you're dark-skinned, you can't be pretty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> your your whole perspective and, is coming from there and already. And I'm going to need us to travel more because majority of people in the world are people of color. Mm-hmm. It's only in America that it's majority white. Well, maybe Europe too. But like most of the world is people saying, of color. In, in the most populous parts of the country, mm-hmm. there are people of color. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Different shades, remind you, you mm-hmm. know, of course. But the majority of the world is people of color. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's this huge misconception and this huge pedestal put on those with lighter skin or whiter skin. Mm-hmm. And it's all from a past of that deep-rooted hatred mm-hmm. to get power and, again, take, pillage, rape, and get all the resources. Mm-hmm. And that's just run a really, really, really bad rep on everybody that's brown or, or black. It's made us want to hate ourselves based off of past conditions. But we can make a change. We can. I, I believe we can. Now, when were you, or were you ever teased for being dark-skinned or darker-skinned? Um, no, nah, not really, because I got jokes, so... You didn't want that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but that's like coming back. I'm saying, did anybody initiate? No, nah, initially, no. Because when I was younger, I was a lot lighter than I am now. Um, and now I started taking trips to Guyana, and then your boy got brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, you yeah, know, I was, because um, my mom is very light-skinned, actually. And my dad is, I would say, uh, yeah, he, he's dark-skinned. So I, I, I'm said to look like both of my parents. Skin tone, facial features, everything, pretty much. <laughs> so I got, like, the best of both worlds from them. So as I was going through my younger phase, I was around, like, the lighter lighter complexion, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I was around the either, like, light brown skin or brown, about to turn into brown going into high school. So during those transitions between my skin getting darker as I get older, mm-hmm. um... I had, I guess, a buffer between me being attacked from being dark until mm-hmm. later on where mm-hmm. I was more comfortable with mm-hmm. my skin tone mm-hmm. and I got fucking jokes for your ass if you even try some shit like that. See, <laughs> see. So it, for me, it was beneficial mm-hmm. seeing or being a person of color transitioning my shades of color mm-hmm. uh, from stuff that was more acceptable to less acceptable but while gaining my confidence to embrace it. See, a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Yeah. I was actually darker when I was younger because I was outside a lot more. Mm. Like, I always played outside, and then in high school I ran track, so I was a lot darker than I am now Um, because, you know, adulting. Be working, you inside. But anyways, um, I need to go to the beach. But anyways, (laughs) um, so I didn't really... Again, I started seeing colorism with people attacking darker skin. Yeah. I didn't necessarily get approached for being light skin until I get I got to Hampton. And that's when a lot more of the music was also calling out red bones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I need a thick red bone. Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, guys would call me red or red bone or point out, oh, I like your light skin or something like that. Now, Man, my mom used to get called that back in Guyana too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm the type of person who loves my blackness. I, 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 my sweet sixteen. The theme was black is beautiful, and everybody had to wear black. That's like, I'm I'm legit in my shit. So <laughs> when people would approach me with that, even if I was feeling them, I would automatically go off. And by go off, I mean read them. Like you know why, you like that. Like my skin because you hate yourself. Because usually they were darker. Mm-hmm. And I would tell them about their shit. Yeah, and it's, it's like seen as an upgrade. Like, oh, if I can get her. Yeah, like dating lighter. And like Hispanics got it too. They got that oh, mentality of light in the man. race. I forget what it is in Spanish, Ooh, but that light in the race mentality. That shit is bad. Like they don't even know they fucking black. Like, bitch, you had Africans there too. They don't <laughs> even know their original language. Man. Right? That's what I'm saying. That shit they is think like- Spanish is it. Bruh. There was people who lived there before. That's the conquered language. Right. Anti-blackness is real, y'all. Forced you to speak. Anti-blackness is real. 
So I would go off, even when I was drunk. And it was funny because I was in, yo, I was, more I, was, I was in fucking Costa Rica, man. I was in another country. It was in Costa Rica. Uh-huh. And I was out and I was drunk, man. I was drunk. And I was walking home with this white girl. And this, this black guy approached me and he called out my light skin. And I proceeded to go off. And when we got back to the hotel, the white girl was like, you know, you were, com- or no, this was probably the next morning. She was like, <laughs> she was like, you know, you were completely drunk and out of your mind, but you were making complete sense. And I was like, yeah, I know. Cause he triggered me and I already had prepared cause I've already, like I've been through this shit. I've studied our history. I know why you're doing this shit. Like, exactly. oh, here we go again. Exactly. <laughs> so let me teach you something. Cause obviously you don't educate know. educate your ass. Exactly. So that's what I mean by go off. Let me educate your ass. <laughs> yes, I have an attitude and I'm cursing, but. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because. When you, when you learn. And you fucking know the mm-hmm, fucking damage mm-hmm. this shit can do. Exactly. You don't accept and it. And see, that's the thing. I see the damage that it's done, which is why, like, yeah, I love who I am. I love the way I look. But if I could be dark skinned, I would just to prove people fucking wrong. Because I don't like I know I got white in my family. I don't want that shit. But <laughs> that's, you know, that's why I'm lighter. Mm-hmm. And it's like I see what we're doing. And, and people like. They had the dark girls documentary and then they had the light girls documentary. And I didn't even feel like watching the light girls documentary because I was like, what the fuck you got to say? I watched it and it was like, okay, but you're not chemically altering your skin to feel better about yourself. So I'm sorry if somebody's calling you high yellow. I'm sorry if somebody's calling you light bright. Like they had a paper bag test back in the day. Where if you were darker than that paper bag, you couldn't get into some organizations. And that was black people that doing was that black shit. People doing it. This is what I mean by it being so deeply rooted mm-hmm. and how it, it negatively affects all of us. Because again, there's nothing wrong with those black or, or, or brown people. Mm-hmm. You're missing out on people being in your organizations that can help benefit your organizations exactly. and build them up to be better mm-hmm. because of shades of melanin. Mm-hmm. And if you think you don't have any self-hate about your color, think again. Because if you have ever said, oh, I don't want to get too dark. I'm not going to sit in the sun. You got it, baby. Yep, just that right there. And I know some people, like, if you're listening to this shit and you've said that shit, it might be hitting home and like, damn, you might get that feeling inside. But it's important for you to realize that and feel that feeling Mm -hmm. because that's the way you can change. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to be able to acknowledge this. Ignoring it and pushing this shit, kicking the can down the road ain't gonna do nothing. We Mm -hmm. need to fucking address this shit. Exactly. And what Tupac say? Blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice, the darker the flesh, the deeper the roots. Wakanda forever. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, one major thing, and again, I've been this way for most of my life. My parents don't know where I get it from. I swear the ancestors are with me. (laughs) But, um, so I was a freshman in uh, high school and I had to do uh, some kind of essay and I decided to do the psychological effects of slavery <laughs> as a freshman in high school. Okay. So see, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, I've been, yeah, y'all ancestors is with me. <laughs> but, um, so uh, most of you, if you were paying attention in history class, know of Brown versus board of education, um, uh, in 1954, that case that desegregated schools. So what they used in that, that case was um, experiments done by Kenneth, Kenneth and Mammy Clark in the 40s. Mm-hmm. And what those experiments were was a doll test. And what they would do is they would present a black doll and a white doll, and they would ask children different questions. Okay? The questions were... Um, which one is the nice doll? Which one is the mean doll? Which one is the smart doll? Which one is the ugly and doll? Can you guess the results? Most of the kids for the negative attributes selected the black doll. Oh. And that was in the 40s. In 2006, the year I was coming into my high school, mm-hmm. there was a documentary called A Girl Like Me. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And she did another doll test. Is this one Jane Elliott this time? No. Or is it someone else? It's someone else. It's a black oh, okay. um, woman. 
She was. Um, I know Jane Elliott did another one. I didn't know she did one. Yeah, she did the uh, uh, blue eyed, brown eyed experiment. Oh, I mean, that was in her class, though, right? Uh huh. Yeah, no, this was like the doll test. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Yeah, so, so you, you had actual dolls. Um, so let me see if I can get her name pulled up. Um, of course, it doesn't want to have it on my phone, but I got it <laughs> on my computer because I looked it up. So, so this was 2006. Uh, so her name is Kiri Davis. Kiri Davis, a girl like me, black doll, white doll experiment. So not only did she do the doll test, she also got um, different perspectives of women who were dark skin and light skin in their experience with colorism. Right. Oh, mind you, all this shit about color is called colorism, which means racism within your own race based on skin color. Right. Okay. But anyways, this is 2006. She's asking black children, which doll do you prefer? But what I liked about this doll test that Kiri did, and I don't know if the Clarks did it, but what I liked about this doll test that she did was after she asked all the questions, mm -hmm. you know, what's the pretty doll, what's the ugly doll, what's the smart doll, what's the nice doll, she asked, what's the doll that looks like you? And you could see the internal conflict within the kids. Because right. it's like, I just said this dog was ugly, bad, mean. And now this is the doll that looks like me. Right. <laughs> when I tell deep. you that we are psychologically enslaved, I mean it. That shit runs deep and we're not even aware of it. Man, we just scratching the surface. Exactly. So that was 2006. Okay. Um, 2011, there was another doll test. And I'm not sure who did this one. But it was another doll test. And this time, now with the Clarks and with the 2006 um, doll test with Kerry Davis, they tested black children. Mm. In 2011, they tested black children, white children, and Hispanic children. And it still came out the same. The negative attributes were towards the black doll mm -hmm. across the races. Shit's unfortunate, but we know, we know, man, this shit has been... Fucking burned into our brains for forever. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, y'all. It's crazy. Mm. Which is why I live by the motto, black is beautiful no matter the shade. I like that. Because, you know, a lot of people say black is beautiful. But I think that distinction needs yeah, to be said. That does. Because there's the other effect, too, where it's like... Uh, the overcorrection usually happens in relationships, but I'll apply it to this. It's like when you're mm -hmm. light skinned, um, and, and you're, or if you're dark skinned, you feel like, okay, I gotta rap dark skin extra hard, so fuck the light skinned people mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, oh, light skinned people are which, soft, light which, skinned people yeah. are bitches, mm -hmm. light skinned people are superficial. And or, you that know, happens so. a lot with light skinned guys, I've noticed. Less with light skinned girls, sometimes we're assumed what, to be bitches. Mean? Um, so yeah, I've been assumed to be a bitch because of the way I look, but then people get to know me and they're like, oh, you, you real uh -huh. as fuck. And I'm like, yeah, um, you was assuming with my light skin, but, um, but with li light skin guys, they're assumed to be soft and a bitch uh -huh. and stuff like that. Yo, that's so true. Mm -hmm. I, you just gave me a good example. Mm -hmm. I know this dude in, uh, middle, was it middle school or maybe, maybe elementary school. Mm -hmm. Either way, he was really light skin and you know, everybody, had that same kind of overcorrecting mentality of mm -hmm. like, oh, if you're a light skin, you're a bitch, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So for him to do that, he did an overcorrection on the overcorrection. So he was hyper aggressive mm -hmm. to show that he wasn't a bitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know? So he was over here doing fighting and all sorts of stuff like, what? What? And anytime he brought up anything about his skin, that would be the trigger for him to go off. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> he, had, he had to show that he wasn't no bitch. See, I go off to educate. But <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Again, if you know your information, you can channel that energy. Because again, you might be upset about what you're hearing right mm -hmm. now, but you you know it, and you can channel your energy in the right direction mm -hmm. towards education, like you were saying, mm -hmm. rather than towards aggression mm -hmm. of your own people mm -hmm. for making fun of them. Because mm -hmm. that that's not going to do any good. Because you two are just making fun of each other, and then both of you getting uh, picked on. 
uh, and picking on each other over an internal conflict that you didn't even originate. Mm-hmm. That's not even you. Exactly. That ain't us. <laughs> we went over there in the in the mainland talking about this shit. Like, yes, they had different colors. You know, just depending on the area that you were, adaptation is real. Right, but this this got hyper focused and it got turned on its head mm-hmm. to where it was a defining characteristic within black people. Yeah. Like these are the things that define you. Like if you're dark skinned, there are things that people automatically associate with you, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Before there might have been beefing tribes who might have had lighter skin and darker skin back in Africa, and they just used to fight, mm-hmm. you know? that was That's normal shit. There are people in other communities, in every other community, where they just have disagreements. Mm-hmm. That's a normal thing. But when it got put into a plan where it was implemented in your mind mm-hmm. so that every time you see someone who looks this way, mm-hmm. you associate it with something negative. Like, that's like for instance, a lot of um, dark-skinned black people say that they are more likely to be followed in a store than light-skinned black people. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Yeah. <sighs> but, um, man, I did want to say that with color mm-hmm. throughout history, I feel like, yeah, dark-skinned black people have got it the worst. Like oh, there, hell. there was a period of time during the '60s when it was every, everything was pro-black and black power. That there was a little bit of like fuck the light skin type of thing. Um, and again, we should not do that. Right, we should that appreciate all shades. Work, appreciate though. all shades, baby. Black is beautiful, no matter the shade. Overcorrecting does not work in anything. All right, mm-hmm. don't work in relationships. Don't come working when it comes to race. Don't come. Anything like you going overboard on the other side mm-hmm. does not help. You you have to be able to educate and again, like we were saying, have a target to what you're doing. Target that frustration. Target that passion within you mm-hmm. by knowing where to go. Don't just fucking blindly be like, ah, oh, fuck all light skin people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not the way to go. No. And then light skin no. people realize that there is that assumed mentality of the lighter is better, mm-hmm. the lighter is prettier, the lighter is smarter. So use your privilege that you do have right. to empower and educate. Right. Your brothers and sisters. That's what I'm saying. Like that's exactly what you're doing. So every time somebody comes at you, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to leave that experience I need thinking to, I need about to, their own shit. I need shit. to leave the anger out of it because I don't think they hear me. Because I've been, <laughs> I've been told, man, that bitch is crazy, and I'm like just trying to educate you. Oh, you know, some people, some people weren't gonna learn in that way. This is way. true. This is true. But my point is, we can at least start that conversation mm-hmm. or cut off that conversation from going off the rails into some. Colorism bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's what we're not going to accept anymore. Yeah. And just drawing that line in the sand mm-hmm. is good because more people need to start doing that shit. Mm-hmm. So the next time somebody's like, oh, what's going on, Red? What's going on? Like, hey, yo, yo, all the other bullshit, all them shades, light skin, blah, 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 and they're trying to attach something negative or positive to it, you should start checking these motherfuckers mm-hmm. because that stops that process from keeping. People. And then we need to stop all this team light skin, team dark skin, oh, team brown God. skin. Let's Be team you, melanin, baby. In high school, that shit was so bad. We literally had uh, groups on MySpace called mm-hmm. Brown Skin Association, mm. Light Skin Association. Wow. And then Light Skin Association was a uh, group of guys... Uh, everybody wanted to be part of uh, LSA. <laughs> wow. And and they it was, they were supposed to be the pretty boys who was getting all the girls. And it's like this whole wave of mm-hmm. like girls who... Create they create this narrative that like LSA got all the girls and then it just went mm-hmm. like all the girls like there was some dudes that were part of this group that got no play at all in high school mm-hmm. but because they wanted to join they were light skinned so they got accepted into it mm-hmm. they started getting more girls. Well, that's like um, AKAs were known to be light skinned and they're known as the pretty girls mm-hmm. and then Deltas were known to be dark skinned and it's like. Maybe that's why I low key, but um, I'm not finishing that statement. But anyways, yeah, I don't uh, think you have to. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, like that shit is legit, and um, they showed it on school days, I think too. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. good example, mm-hmm. good fucking example. Hell yeah, they did. Shout out. Hell yeah, that's so true. Damn, why can't I? What's his name? Director. Spike Lee? There we go. <laughs> I was like, I know the Lee or the L. I couldn't remember the first name. Shout out to Spike Lee, yeah, school days. Spike is a genius. Mm-hmm. 
Shout out to the next fight, though. <laughs> He's here with us. Huh? Ryan Coogler. Ryan but, Coogler. Um, Oakland native, baby. Hey. Okanda. Okanda forever. <laughs> Yo, let's create this Okanda. But anyways, um, so yeah, appreciate your blackness. Appreciate your melanin in whatever shade that it is. And appreciate your brothers and sisters in whatever shade they are. Okay? Now, what I'm also need you to do is appreciate your kinks, your curls, hey, your kinks. naps. Your kinks, your curls, your naps. Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, and see, this is the, the, the crazy part. What? If you's in Africa and it's fucking sun beating down on your ass, wouldn't you want something to protect you? Mm-hmm. Ergo, the melanin rising in your skin to protect you from the sun. Uh-huh. Ergo, your kinky, curly hair that's dense so the sun does not penetrate your scalp. It can withstand such things. Unlike other hair that is more straight, the light will go straight through and penetrate towards the skin and the scalp, causing your scalp to burn. You want to fucking burn scalp, y'all? <laughs> So realize that we were built this way for a reason. Right. It was to protect us in the motherland. Right. Okay. All the things that made us able to adapt to our environment and thrive mm-hmm. in our environment were twisted mm-hmm. against us mm-hmm. to make it seem as if they're negative things, mm-hmm. as if they didn't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Same thing with spirituality, which we talked about a little bit uh a little while ago, earlier in the podcast, mm-hmm. like all the shit that we're disconnected from our ancestors, talking mm-hmm. about our ancestors, mm-hmm. just being able to connect as a community and to nature. That was all because in our environment, that's what you needed to do. You need to respect nature and have balance of nature and not just, you know, fucking. Because we are not the only species on the motherfucking exactly. planet. If we want the planet to exist, we have to appreciate it. There, there is so many instances of, of like old African traditions in terms of like rationing water or food, mm-hmm. fasting, mm-hmm. and doing these things as ritual ways of showing appreciation to nature, but it was also a logical aspect of that part uh, of those traditions as well. If there's a drought or if there's a shortage of certain animals and you don't want them to go extinct or you don't want them to be completely wiped out, you're going to have to ration, you're going to have to uh, show that respect and have that balance and be able to sacrifice. That all that stuff was seen as primitive and like, oh, you're just doing stupid traditions. Like, why don't you just do this or take all the resources here or blah blah blah. So the whole European mindset was take, 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 take. I need mm-hmm. to get these resources. While we were like more in balance and in tune with nature, and we were made fun of that because mm-hmm. they didn't understand it because the culture was different. Exactly. <sighs> so, and going back to hair, I also want to point out that. We had our kinks and curls as slaves. Yes. And they actually banned us from showing it. Like, it was a law that we had to have our hair wrapped. A couple of... uh, Because white women were intimidated by our hair because we could do different things. We could have braids. We could have bantu knots. We could have locks. And notice how they're still trying to do that right now. Right? (laughs) Like, we could do so many different things with our hair. And let me tell you... When I was about six or seven, I was a witch for Halloween, and I had a wig, and this was the first time I had straight, flowy hair, and I loved it. And I was like, oh, it's straight, it's flowy, it blows in the wind. I want hair like this. And then I was like, why am I thinking like this? Why do I want hair like this? I don't want hair like this. I want hair that you can do multitude of things, and it actually holds for a couple of weeks. And I was like, huh, I like my hair. And then I was like, oh, I don't want any other black girl or black boy to feel that way, mm-hmm. that they don't like something about themselves way they naturally are so that being said love your hair love your hair. the reason now shout out to madam cj walker who became the first woman and the first black woman mm. what, what millionaire billionaire i don't know which one it was millionaire but that was the hot comb that was to straighten our hair to be more accepted right so even in our advancements and our achievement mm-hmm. she was able to achieve something off of us buying that shit because we desperately wanted right. to be accepted. But, but look at the, the windows. Like you, you were seen as successful. You were able to be successful as a black woman only if you were creating a product specifically designed 
so that your hair could be made to look white. Exactly. You see, mm-hmm. that can be promoted. That's like, oh, okay, we can we can fuck with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Let her have tried to make something that would have been empowering. <laughs> right. Very true point. Very true point. But I'm also saying we bought that shit. We made oh, her yeah, a millionaire. We did. We did. We definitely did. Mm-hmm. So we desperately wanted to have straight hair. Right. There was a market for it because again, we, we had, were so completely detached from our roots. And we and had all this. All we was fed was. Yeah, and we had this mentality of the yeah, whiter the better. We were fed that shit. Mm-hmm. And then don't get us started on the chemical alterations Ugh. of relaxers. You that are kept, you are so chemically breaking down the protein in our hair to make it straight. Once you do that, that's permanent. The only way to start over is to cut your hair. Shit's bad, man. Because you have permanently altered your hair. Like there's no going back once you've you've chemically altered it with a relaxer. And uh Chris Rock, shout out to him with the Good Hair documentary. He did oh, um wow. he d- he did a yeah, he did a, a he went into that and it was like he was with a white scientist and they were looking at a soda can in the the chemicals used in a relaxer and it was like deteriorating the soda can and then um Chris Rock was asking the white scientist, he was like, "So what would you think about people using this?" And he was like, "Oh no, this is dangerous." And he was like, "People put this on their hair every day." Mhm. And people have gotten burned mm-hmm. from oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I, I knew. Like, you I had to leave people. it in until it started burning. And it's right. like, okay, time to take it out. And I got a relaxer um, when I was six years old. That's when my mom put my first relaxer in me when I was six. Because she wasn't messing with my edges. Because when I look back, like, when I was four, I was like, mama, my hair was good. Like, you could comb it. You could, you know, do stuff. Um, like, twist it and stuff. I was like, it, it don't look like it was hard to manage. And she mm. was like, yeah, but I wasn't messing with your edges. So she put a relaxer in my hair when I was six. And then when I turned 19, I was at Hampton and I said, you know, I'm too bro, pro black and Afrocentric to not give this natural hair a try. And I am proud to say that I have been natural, embraced my natural for seven years. Mm. And I'm not going back to the creamy crap. I hear that. Because there's no reason. Like, I, if I want to straighten my hair, I mean, I got locks now. But when I had a fro, if I wanted to straighten my hair, I could. And it would look like it was permed, like relaxed. I've had my locks now for, what, 12 years? But and, I, I, and before that, I had a, a fro. Uh, I had braids at one point. But I think the hair thing is more pressed on women. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely on y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, we had other stuff. <laughs> and and even we had uh like you know waves. Oh, jerry curls! Jerry I remember curls, that shit. Curls. We had the waves because we wanted to look like uh or fades or fades. Depending on like the waves thing, a lot of it was like, oh, you got oh my god, your hair is so wavy and nice. I remember like a lot of oh, women yeah. wanting mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. because it was a sign of like your hair is like nice, oh, good nice. hair. You get ergo the documentary exactly good hair versus bad so, hair. Even even on the on the fella side, I was affecting us, and it's like man, it's again it's so deep rooted. Mm-hmm. Even the, the the styles that we were using were to try to fit in into this box of what we thought was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that box often didn't meet what our natural hair grew out to be. Unfortunately. So can I play I'm Not My Hair? Uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to India Irie for this song. Classic. Classic. Teaching us about ourselves. Thank you. Small trying to ball, always been black, and my hair I tried it all. I even went flat, had a gummy curl on top and all that crap. Now, just trying to be appreciated. Nappy headed brothers never had no ladies. Then I hit the barbershop real quick, had them give me little twists, and it drove me crazy. Then I couldn't get no job, this corporate wouldn't hire no dreadlocks. Then I thought about my dogs on the block, kind of understand why they chose a steal and rob. Was it the hair that got me this far? But it seems so flawed The success didn't come Till I cut it all off Little girl with the press and curl AJ, I got a jerry curl Thirteen and I got a relaxer I was a source of so much laughter At fifteen when it all broke off Eighteen and I went on natural February 2002 I went on and did what I had to do Because it was time to change my life To become the woman that I am 
that means you look like a slave uh, at the turn of the century. It's time for us to redefine who we be. You can shave it off like a South African beauty. Got it on lock like my money. You can rock it straight like Oprah Winfrey. If it's not what's on your head, it's what's underneath and say, hey, I am not my head. I am not your skin. I am not your expectations, no. So shout out to India for that beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to point out before the song, though, about weaves. And I understand that's a great protective style for you to grow your hair out if you are going natural. I understand that's a great protective style for you if you're tired of doing your hair. But my question is, why get it straight? I've gotten a weave that was curly, like kinky curly. Mm-hmm. I, why do we get offended like, we're trying to, like, you know how they say we took back nigga? We're trying to take back nappy. We're trying to take back kinky. But sometimes I still get triggered when people are like, oh, like my, my parents. And I don't understand it because they had big ass froze in the 70s. But when I first became natural, like, it was an issue. And they kept telling me to straighten my hair. Oh, you need a relaxer. No, I don't. And when I went home in this past December, I had a wrap on. And, you know, my little back hairs was out. And my mom was like, ooh, you need to clean up that kitchen. And I said, why? <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, true. <laughs> and it's like, my beady beads, my nappy naps, my kinks. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing my wrong hands, with it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, that being said, love your hair in its natural form. If you would like straight hair, just take a flat iron to that bitch. Do not chemically permanently alter your hair. And if you want a weave, why not get curly? Be something that actually represents what your natural hair looks like. Right. Ask these questions to yourself. I get the managing thing, okay? Because I had a fro, and it was a lot of work, especially when it came to washing time. <laughs> like, this shit was a lot. But I would never, ever go back to the creamy crap. But that's me. But I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of where I come from. And I do not want to even acknowledge or look like my oppressors. But that's me. Before we go, I did want to talk about features. Mm-hmm. And you talked about nose. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that gets made fun of is lips. And all I think about yeah. is Michael Jackson and Jay-Z. Because Michael Jackson, he did surgery to make his nose smaller. And thinner. Yeah. He fucked his face all the way up. He did. So Lil' Kim. He Jesus did. Jesus Christ. Oh, she fucking white now. <laughs> but, so um. So, Lil' Kim did a fucking number on herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, she used to be so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, people, he, I, I've heard that Michael said he didn't want to look like his dad, but I, I did think he had some, I don't know. He might have had some issues being black. It could have been both. I could believe that. Yeah. I could definitely see that. But his he dad. also lightened his skin. But then, you know, they say he had vertigo and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know, bro. Don't know. I think it was a combination of a whole bunch of those things. I don't mm-hmm. think it was any just one thing. Mm-hmm. But I think a, a big driving reason why was because of of that self-hatred. Because, mm-hmm. again... Even when you're a pop star, this is this is what I mean by it being so ingrained. Mm-hmm. Even when you're one of the most popular beloved figures ever. Across the fucking globe. The globe. Like everybody loved Michael. You still feel the need to meet the standard of beauty set by those who oppressed us for so many years. Because and that's they just set in up this that country. system. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. And then with Jay Z, everybody makes fun of his lips. But it's he like, why? He do. But that's us. That's what we got. That's why white people put collagen in their lips. Because they want to be like us. Collagen in ass. Exactly. Got y'all doing lip challenges and shit. Exactly. Here's my lip challenge. I wake up, nigga. Exactly. <laughs> I woke up like this. Okay. Like, no, no injections. We don't have to go to the trial. tanning bed. You know, we don't need booty injections. Ooh, that girl. God for the booty of black women. All the fucking the Kardashians, they just want to be black. Because they realize our beauty. Mm-hmm. So please, you realize it too. Stop trying to conform and start embracing. Yes. 
Love your nose. Love your lips. Love your thighs, hips, and butt. Mm, 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 love mm. your kinks. Love your curls. You got me picturing a black woman right now. <laughs> she look fine. Love all your nappy hair. <laughs> and then, oh, another thing about features that I found interesting is like albinos and black people mm. with vertiligo, you can still see their features. So it's mm. like, even though your skin is like white, I still know that you're black. Yep. It's crazy. And like, I saw somebody with vertiligo the other day on a bus. And like, he, he had out. the black man swag, y'all. I said, yo, he's majority. Like, you can see on his hands, mm. like the black patches, but like his face was majority white. And I was like, that's a black man right there. Hell yeah. Good mm-hmm. job. But one thing, another thing, <laughs> black don't crack, baby. And you know what? Somebody somebody pointed out the other day and was like, the reason we're so astonished when black people age so well is because we are comparing it to white people aging. Right. That's crazy. That's I didn't so even like, realize again, it. The standard. Exactly. The standard is always fucking white. Like, oh my God, white people age terribly. Like, no, nah, they age the way they age. We <laughs> age the way we, we age. age. We age. And then we, we do it with grace. Mm-hmm. And it looks a lot better. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. That's how we do it. And to that, remember that we are the original people. Mm-hmm. All people came from Africa. And even on the other continents in Asia, South America, there were black people first. Yes, adaptation happened. They got lighter. Mm-hmm. But black different people customs, were on... languages. Yeah, but black people were on every continent except but, Antarctica. Yeah. But... Yeah, we were fucking with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> But um, black people are on every continent. Yeah, We're the original people. We are. And it's time we embrace those roots yeah. instead of trying to conform to what some slave ma- hold, slave masters and, and oppressors were trying to force us to, to accept about ourselves. Mm-hmm. No. Nah, we can control the narrative. We control the cool, as Charlemagne the God likes to say. Mm-hmm. We control the culture. We control the cool. Mm-hmm. We also control what's beautiful. Mm. Powerful, intellectual, mm. majestic, Goddamn right. magic, Goddamn excellence. Right. Wakanda, motherfucker. <laughs> Black people, you are beautiful in every variation of the word. Every. Every which way. And with that, we're going to end it with another India Irie song, Brown Skin. Mm. Talk about it. Brown Skin. You know I love your brown skin I can't tell where yours begins I can't tell where mine is Brown skin Up against my brown skin Need some every now and then Brown skin, 
Thank you for listening to It's So Real. We'll see you next week. Peace and love, y'all.